Blog Talk Radio. Mars Miller Motivation. Go get it. Hello, 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 and welcome to Championship Living with Miles W. Miller. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, today is, uh, well, today is a day, I'm not, I can't even, can't even hide it. Today is not a day that I'm coming to you really jovially. I'm coming to you today still with a heavy heart. Um, as many of you know, today is uh, September, excuse me, <laughs> wow, today is December the 15th. 2012, and many of you know by now on December 14th, Friday, December 14th, there was a really uh, brutal massacre that took place at an elementary school uh, in Connecticut, um, here in the United States of America, and it's with heavy hearts. A lot of people have been, you know, reaching out to the those affected by this, these senseless killings, and today we're going to discuss healing in the midst of tragedy. I'm going to bring on a couple of guests today, and we're just going to talk about how to move forward, how to heal in such a situation like this. But before we go any further, I submit this experience to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that's a move of his spirit. People, I'm, like I said, today is going to be, um, it's not going to be a normal, it's not going to be a normal day. And I'm gaining my composure. When I first heard the news about what happened, I was appalled, I was actually was brought to tears because I thought about what would have happened had there been one of my children there. And my heart goes out to anybody that's been affected by um, these, like I said, these senseless killings, I mean, of, of youth, of innocence, something that hasn't had even the potential to, you know, live its dreams yet. And, you know, I know that a lot of people have their opinions about gun control laws and things of that nature, but at the end of the day, what what really comes down, what it really comes down to, is that we lost some innocent lives yesterday, lives that you know, for no other reason, but the fact that they were where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be, they, doing what they're supposed to do, they were put in the line of fire because of someone else's issues. You know, it, you know, since the third week in a row, we've seen uh, people, you've seen innocent people getting being killed because of the I guess you you could say the the lack of concern or the lack of care for oneself. And when a person is you know doesn't care for themselves as much as they should, they make the lives of everybody else around them expendable. And that's not that's just not a good place to be. But people, what I want to do is this: I want to I want to open this 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 show up today with prayer, because I really believe that a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people have really been hurt. A lot of people have really been just beat up by this this whole this whole. I can't even. I can't come up with the right words to say. So I just I'll just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you today. We give you praise, worship, and glory, and we thank you, Father, for this day that you made. So we are rejoicing and we're glad in it. Father, today I come to you on behalf of my my brothers and sisters in Connecticut, those who have been affected by the shootings at the elementary school yesterday. Father, we send send love, blessings, and and compassion and condolences to them, Father. 
Father, we send your Holy Spirit to comfort them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for, for your hand of mercy being upon each family represented there in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we send peace. We send love. We send joy. We send restoration, Father. Father, thank you for helping each and every family there. Thank you, Father, for ministering angels being encamped around about them now. Thank you, Father, for giving them peace in their spirits. Thank you, Father, for giving them peace in, in their in their minds. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you, Father, for giving them whatever it is they need through this, this trial. And, Father, we thank you that you are an awesome God, that you hear our voices, that you hear our prayers. And, Father, we thank you for our, our, our spirit of unity, that we can come together, we can rally around each other at such a time and know that the, the people who were affected the closest are not in this battle alone because there's people around the world who love them and care about them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. People, I'm going to um, still do some, some some of the, the things we do here. We're going to, we're going to try to keep uh, some semblance of uh, order here on how we handle business. But I just really felt it grieved in my spirit about everything that happened yesterday. And with that in mind, I want everybody here who can hear my voice to stop for a second. Whatever it is you're doing right now, I just want you to stop for a second. And throughout this Christmas season, I want you to remember this. Your family, the people who love you, the people who care about you most, they are important. They're really important. Your family is important. Those people who've been there. People, I apologize about that. We had a small uh, technical issue. Yeah, well, we're back. People, I, I apologize about that. You know, when, when we're doing these live shows, anything can happen. Um, we're back here on the air live. But what I was saying before we, I was interrupted was this. I want each and every one of you to really take seriously the loved ones that are, that are near and dear to you, the people who are right around you. I want you to just this just, just holiday season and beyond just to, to make sure that people who, who you love know that, that you love them. You know, don't don't get too busy that you can't share share love with someone. Don't get too busy that you can't remember to, to send a text message or call somebody. Just let them know that you're thinking about them. Don't get that busy because you never know what's going on outside. Anything can happen. So we, we're not praying for work to happen, but we plan just in case. So you never know. But always, you know, I've, I've learned this in life. Learn to live without regrets. Learn to live without regrets. And when, with that in mind, I'm going to take you to um, – a visualization segment. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about how to visualize your ideal life, and then we'll be right back. You are still tuned to Championship Living with Miles W. Miller. So here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to get a, not just a small picture, but a huge picture in your mind. Just imagine yourself sitting at a... Uh, in a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater, with a huge screen. And I want you to see the full details of your dream life. Now, I know a lot of us, a lot of people have lived their nightmares, but this, that day is over. So we're going we're gonna to talk about what your, the ideal life, your ideal living situation, your ideal, you know, standard of living. 
should be a championship standard. <laughs> no pun intended. But we want to. I want you to to visualize yourself and visualize yourself looking at the screen. And on the screen is your ideal life, and it's a majestic life. It's on an IMAX screen. It's one of the biggest screens ever made. I want you to see all the details of your ideal life on that screen. I want you to see the vivid colors. I want you to see, you know, details. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. I want you to see yourself loving life. I want you to see yourself happy. I want you to see yourself blessed. I want you to see yourself doing great things on this major screen. Now, as you see yourself doing this stuff, there are people there with you that, that you love. You got friends there. You got loved ones. The setting is beautiful. Um, 
Miss Karen Donald. She's uh, the inner healing expert, and we're bringing her to the line now. Good Hello, evening, Karen. Are you there? Yes, I Good am. Evening. How are you? I am doing well in light of what we are, we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. This is that was just something that continuous had everybody just sitting. I was actually just reading over another article on the internet, and it's just uh, it's a it's a subject that's keeping us to the point where we just like sit there with our mouth open, um, right. you know, in unbelief. But as you mentioned to your audience, unfortunately, I haven't seen anything like this. But I have seen what could come of something like this, and I have had to work with a lot of families um, that was facing maybe individual tragedies because of all these different emotions and things like that, and it's really, really right. tragic. So what is what is something that, I mean, like I said, we, everything we're talking about, about right now is speculative. We, I mean, we're not, neither one of us, like you said, have, have had to experience anything to this magnitude. But what are some things that, even somebody, I mean, right now, I guess what's the what's the most important thing right now? I don't feel like I said I'm still shocked. I don't I don't have a clue what would be the next step. What would be what would be something that you would encourage a family member or anyone going through a grief in this situation now to do? Well, the well, obviously, thank you the the people and thank you so much for having me on. That was very uh, very well received and surprised. I would say for the families there. Um, everyone needs to take advantage of all the counseling, all the mentoring, the clergy that's there. Everyone is there to support, and sometimes they don't know what to say. But like they said yesterday, they just sat, they cried, they hugged. It was just knowing that someone is there for them. Right. Even the things that are going on Facebook and Twitter, they're seeing this. They're seeing it because it's coming from all over the world. So right. at this point, it's it's like someone just put on Facebook even after having so much information, it still doesn't make sense. I mean, it still doesn't make it any any better. It just makes right. it more horrible. So now it's time for us to put words of encouragement out there so people can pass it along. We're praying for the families. We're thinking about you. You know, it's a horrible season. You don't want to lose one individual during this time of year. It's very hard for a lot of people, and this has hit the world. If you if you right. notice, you know, it's hit the world. My my daughter's on Twitter with a lot of people in India and different countries, and everybody is, is tweeting about this. So they have to take advantage of every opportunity for counseling. And even outside of that area, if your families were not hit, all families were hit. Because children yeah. that aren't there, children in Detroit, Atlanta, wherever you are, Monday morning is going to be that conversation. Right. You're, you know, among children. Uh, teachers are going to maybe be a little bit more tense, so they have to support one another. It's really causing a lot of us to think about everywhere we go and what we do. But I would definitely advise them to take advantage of everything that's made available for them and their families uh, because it's going to be very important just to be able to talk it out. And I, I, I definitely think that that's a, a wonderful thing. To, to At this time, I, I don't believe that you can get enough encouragement. I think, and there's a lot of people out there who, you know, what I really am thankful for, I think, you know, it's sad that it took a situation like this to to get everybody's attention. But people are starting to put politics aside for just a moment. And, and let's get back to being human. Let's get back to dealing with the issues of, you know, what helps us, you know, relate to each other better. I, I think, you know, who knows 
if the the shooter had been diagnosed with you know quicker, maybe this wouldn't have, this never happened. Who knows if you know gun laws, you know, could prevent this? Who know who knows who knows who knows who knows who knows. But now we're moving forward, and we are able to have this dialogue and say, hey, you know what? If for no other reason than just to say that you know we we want people to know we love them. We're here to say we love you, and we're mm-hmm. here to say we support you. We don't know what else to say, but we do know mm-hmm. we, we can say we love you and we support you. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to be a, be a blessing to people. And I, I thank you for being able to, to be in this position because, like I said, you, like I said, neither one of us has, has had to deal with anything of this magnitude, but in the same sense, we do have the capacity to, to love. I think each, of, each and every one of us, even the hardest person out there, has the capacity to love somebody. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to see you know see this happen. No, and I mean, and just imaginable. I'm thinking, thirteen, fourteen. I'm going on uh, very close to fourteen years inside of working with school districts, and mm-hmm. you know, my area of expertise was working with, in interventions, setting up structure uh, with social workers for families who are in trouble, and that went from a child that was diagnosed ADHD that needed some help, they needed help getting medication, to children who four, uh, two out of four were getting sexually molested every night to keep the other two from having nothing happen to them. Um, I had a young man who had a fetish with knives and and wanting to kill someone. He had this in his in him every day, Miles, every day. Wow. Because a mother's boyfriend, a mother's boyfriend took this young man out and took him to watch a murder. To watch a murder. And so from that trauma, he started having the feeling inside of him that he wanted to use knives every day. This young man was in the second grade. So we went from him having a fetish for weapons to him needing to have counseling and him wanting to commit suicide every day because he's having these dreams. And then the children that I had to work with, they were absolutely devastated about their families being split up. And, you know, some people can't realize what that feels like because we have so many children and so many families that are, I, I, I apologize. I apologize. So many families that are, they you know, unfortunately, some people don't really know what that feels like because we come from households that's broken up. Right. And some people. Well, I guess that's the question. That's the biggest question I have now, then. What about the children involved? What about the children that that, that lived through it? That did see, you know, everything take place. What? What? what are, how do we help them? How do how, how do we get them back on track? You know, again. A lot of people do not take advantage of opportunity to have their children and some kind of counseling, and it's it's sometimes very much offered. Got to get them sitting down with somebody right away, number one, to let them know that whatever's going on is not their fault. That's one of the first things that usually comes out of right. a child's mouth. It's not their fault. And sometimes they'll hear parents say things like you and that child and if we didn't have these kids and you know we have to think about what we're saying around children it was not their fault and the family bond is just that it's a bond that's often like what we call a tie Mm -hmm. and families are tied together 
by their their souls. You know, they depend on one another. The household structure depends upon one another. And when that thing is destroyed for different reasons, especially if it's infidelity, if it's things that a lot of arguing and fighting have gone on, it is it can be so destructive. So it, one parent or both really needs to take the time to make sure those children are getting healing, they're getting counseling, and the parents are sitting together with them and explaining this is what we're really doing here. This is what's going on. Mom and Dad have just made this decision, you know, and I'm just I'm just kind of throwing it out there like that. But what yeah. I have had to work with parents is before, like both of you all have to be responsible for this child because right. they've seen everything. So we've really had family meetings or family healings where the two parents can come together at least for the sake of the child. Let's explain to them the best we can what's going on. Let's uh, let them know that we're still both their parents, and let's see how we can work this out. And, you know, Miles, sometimes it's so devastating and it's so ugly that Mm -hmm. that may or may not happen, but it's always the best if the parents can try to come together uh, for the children. Okay. Yeah, that was one the the first thing that caught my attention was um, looking at the situation from the the aspect of children. Like, I've been a youth mentor for quite some time now. And I, the first thing I thought about was, you know, what would I have done if, if I had had to counsel one of my youth through a situation like this? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that comes back to mind, again, is, is love. You know, no matter what happens, we do know how to love each other. We do know how to express love. I mean, I have the most eloquent words to say at the right time. And in fact, today, doing this show, I, I, I haven't had the best words because I, I'm still, it's still heavy on my heart to think about just the, the magnitude of what happened yesterday. And to think that, you know, somebody took it upon themselves to to go and shoot five year olds. It is. You know, defense for five year olds. I mean, just it, it doesn't. I, as as smart as I am, as, as intelligent as I am, I can't comprehend that. Well, you know, Miles, if I could, I'm sorry, to just break in for a second. I was thinking about what you said, and I didn't really speak to necessarily to the child that was involved in that. And what you said is perfectly. Is it is the best because we are, like you said. You do a lot of things. You're a writer, you're an author, you're a speaker, and all your intelligence only goes back to where you felt as a child, and everybody else is feeling like that as a child. I remember walking into my school, and the most devastating thing that could have happened is so forth. Everybody's talking about that, and they're talking about what would have happened if I sent my children into a school. Those of us who have worked around children, we're just considering what would have been done, but the love is the most important because I don't know if you saw a story yesterday. One of the first grade teachers um, that was that was interviewed last night on a news story, she said all she kept telling them, the students, was that she loved them because she didn't know whether they were going to get out of the room or not, but she wanted their last words and their last feelings wow. to be of love, and that was what she said last night. I just wanted them to be able to know that someone loved them. And then there was the stories about um, the children that wrote the letters. I don't know if you know about that. It's no, I don't know Children wrote the letter. I'm not going to go into too much because it's really, really bad. But one little boy wrote a letter to his mom, and these in this class were the children that died. He wrote a letter to his mom, Mom, I love you very much. I'm very sorry for being such a bad boy today, but I love you. This was his last words to his mom. And what a child feels like to their mom and dad. And we all have to be conscious every moment 
just like you know, just like we heard today in our services at churches today, yes. and we're going to hear what people are going to hear tomorrow. Being very conscious of the things you say and what you do, because he was conscious of the fact, thinking about seeing his mom. Sorry, he was a bad boy, but he never had a chance to apologize, and he apologized in that last letter. So love is very important. It's, it's very important, and I think today people are looking at it differently. I think they're taking more time to walk past somebody that they didn't hug to hug. Children definitely need to know always that someone does love them. I mean, anybody does. Anybody yeah. does. But like you said, as a mentor, if they can bring five of those children to you, the best thing you could do is hug them, let them cry, let them talk it out. And that's one big thing that everybody's going to have to do is let all these children have their own opportunity to talk about it the way they want to because they all have their own fears, they all have their own beliefs. And although that man said the school is going to be open on Monday, I said, when I was looking at it, I'm not, I wouldn't have sent my child back on Monday. And I'm going nowhere. No way. Absolutely no way. It's not business as usual. Because the, it's in the halls, it's in the walls, it's in the conversation. So you're absolutely right. I just wanted to piggyback on what you said. That's what they said on the news last night. They, The teachers tried to say, I love you, I love you, but that first grade teacher was featured, and that was the main thing she said. She said, I did not want my babies to leave this world without knowing that they had love. And they lived. They ended up living, but that's what she did. Wow. And I'm like I said, I'm I'm sitting here again, you know, trying to be emotional. But this is, you know, I'm I'm human, and I I can't mm-hmm. lie to you. This this really did affect me, and it mm-hmm. affected me in ways I didn't think it, you know, was possible. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like I said, I, I personally haven't had any children yet, but I do, I do have a, the the heart to understand that I wouldn't want, you know, I would want my child to, to be to feel protected, to feel safe, right. no matter where where they are, and. You know, there's a lot of healing that's got to take place here, and mm-hmm. you know, we just we're just part of the dialogue. You know, we have about two minutes left in the show, and we're only just part of the dialogue that a lot of people are going to hear mm-hmm. in moving forward. But you know, right now, what is one thing that you could say? Well, I'm not going. I can't do that. That's not fair. Can, can you just pray for people? Just pray pray a prayer of healing for the people who may hear the show, who who have been through this this traumatic event. Absolutely, absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for your infinite wisdom. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, we send healing. We send deliverance to the homes and the families of that horrible, horrible incident. And even to the children and the parents around the world who are trying to explain and wrap their minds around this. God, we just thank you that your power, your angels, and your anointing is covering every household. Give them understanding. Give them wisdom, the people that speak to them. And, Lord, we just thank you that the children will go forward in their education and they'll find a way to be empowered through this incident. In Jesus' name, we thank you that their holiday season will be covered with the love of Jesus Christ and they will understand family in a better way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Karen, Amen. I appreciate you. I know that people uh, people are going to hear this, and, and I believe that they're going to at least know that, they're, that we love them. You know, no matter yes. what, like I said, we don't have the most eloquent words to say, but we do. We can say we love you, and we do love you. We support you. We're praying for you. And, you know, without anything 
no no politics involved. This is this is this is human nature at its at its best. We love you, and we, we want to see you heal, and we're here to help you. Yes. And yes. Without there's nothing else I can say after that. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else to be said after that. Nope, you but, said um, it, Miles. Good show. But Karen, let let the people know where they can find you. Well, if anyone would like to contact me, of course, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, Karen L D O N A L D. That's Karen L Donald. And if are you there? Yes, I'm Oh, I'm sorry, a plane flew over. Something happened. If you want to email me, it's Karen L Donald at Gmail. That's Karen L Donald at Gmail dot com. And what we'll do is go back and put the link in later for the show. Thank you, and God well, bless everyone. We thank mm-hmm. you. We thank you for mm-hmm. this. Thank you. Well, people, we got to get out of here. Um, it's been um, like it's been a, a show I never wanted to have to do, but I, I tried to do business as usual, and we just couldn't do business as usual today. It's not this is not a business as usual day. But we want everybody who hears this show, who has been affected in any kind of way. Because of the results of yesterday, we send our love and our blessings to you, and I want you to know that, you know, on behalf of the staff of Lionheart Enterprises and, and Miles Miller Motivation, we love you, we're praying for you, and we definitely send you our condolences. And, again, we're here together. We're in this together. We love you. <laughs>